recorded live from Portland, Oregon. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. Hey, everybody, it's Perry Gruber from the Transamorous Network Podcast. Hi, it's Remy. And this is Shan Scott. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's good to have everybody here this morning. It's kind of hard getting here. Always great oh to be God. here. Oh, my God. Rose Parade today. Rose Parade today. In case you didn't know, today's the Rose Parade. Ugh. <laughs> I should have walked. All, yeah, I was thinking all of downtown is blocked it, yeah. off. Yeah. It, as far as nuts. my place up on 18th. Like, really? All, it's all blocked off. Yeah. I was glad I was on my bike today because traffic getting oh, in here so, was... Oh, by the way, I got flipped off by a bike rider today. Yay! For what? Well, that's the thing because I don't know. There was I, We were on one of those Portland streets that has a dedicated one lane for traffic and then like almost a full lane for bike riders. It's it's literally like three quarters of a that lane. Green right. really... Yeah, the green street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was in... We were stopped and like everybody else was stopped. And this bike rider ro- drives by and like flips me off. But here's what I'm not sure... Was she flipping me off or was she flipping the whole line of cars off? <laughs> I because I, I couldn't tell. She It was up when I saw her and it was up when she went cut off in front of me. And I was like, what did I do? I'm not even moving. What did I do wrong? And then I'm thinking, what did anybody do wrong? And, and then I realized she's probably just mad at the situation like everybody else is. So speaking of bikes, she beat us here. Yeah, That would have been a lot nicer. Yeah. I wonder if you were on the green stripe. Were you on the green stripe? Maybe. Or in the green stripe. Maybe, yeah. but the the stripe is so wide. It's re- you could literally ride three or four bike, three in you it. You could, yeah. And so it's not like I was, no, I was in line. I wasn't doing anything outrageous. Portland's kind of getting. I was playing like, rap music. Out, you with your thug gangster, down. you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. She was like, F been. your rap music. That could have been that. Like that. It's interesting because Portland's getting she like hating China on in your that regard. She couldn't even see her. How do you know? Por- I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with that. See? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Portland is what? It's getting like China with so many bikers. And yeah. the, the lanes are getting, the bike, the roads are becoming bike lanes in large measure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing too, but yeah. a lot of Portlanders don't. Well, it's all, I don't even own a bike. And I think that bike lanes are awesome. I absolutely love the idea. I love what it does. I love how it, it's a win-win situation. It makes you healthier. It makes the environment healthier. It, no. Makes us less support, dependent on Ford. Oh, blah 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 blah. It's there's like no lose, except unless except for the bike rider who occasionally gets hit by a driver who's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the bike riders are out of order. It's, yes, Don't, sometimes I, it's their fault mm-hmm. too. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It goes both ways yes. in those situations because not all yeah. you know they expect that the drivers are gonna be the ones completely conscious. But you have better view. You have more mo- mobility. Like you've got to be. Take Perry, do you have a biker yourself? attitude? Because here's what I notice: some people who ride bikes in town get this attitude, like, "I have the right of way." You know, they 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 kind of go into that. They cross the line and pedest- into the pedestrian rules mm-hmm. when they're not a pedestrian. <laughs> Correct. So uh, yeah, I don't have that attitude. I I uh, I ride. I do ride offensively, which means I am hyper vigilant about cars possibly hitting me, and, and so that's the way you should. Be. I ride in a way that makes sure that they know I'm there. It's so um, hard. I mean, not yeah. like everybody that gets hit by a, someone driving a car didn't necessarily get hit intentionally. They just, it's sometimes it's hard Most to see. Most of the time it's Cars not do have blind zones and, yeah. you know. Yeah. I hope that they're watching, but expect that they're not. Yeah. I think exactly. it's the way to exactly. ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the audience go, is like, I didn't know I was tapping into a bike riding. Yeah, I kind of you know we cover everything. I left turn that one like we always do. So let's get back onto our topic that we were supposed to talk about today. So we do have an agenda. The first thing is that we wanted to talk about. Uh, is there any preamble stuff? Not really. The first thing we want to talk about is the blog post from yeah. last week, which yeah, is absolutely. specifically towards the trans amorous male. And actually, Remy was talking about having um, someone she met come next week, but we're not going to have a show next week. I mean, we're all going to have a show next week, but we're not going to record a show next weekend because uh, I'm going to be at a seminar and it's the Pride Parade. It's the Trans Pride March. Yeah, so yes. we'll, be, we'll be there. We will be there. We will be there. But um, this article is talking about um, living your life out loud as a trans as a trans amorous male and all the benefits that come from doing that and um, when you do that you will uh, experience the kind of joy that we talk about in this right. show um, but there are these things that people um, believe are standing that trans amorous men believe are standing in the way of having a life that they can love including a partner that they can love and some of that stuff can seem legitimate like potentially losing friends or family or their job. It's interesting that most of other people's concerns about those types, like your personal concerns about coming out as a trans amorous man, most of those fears are based in in like the losing of 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 other people of the their opinion of you, can what you they really, might think of you. Can you really lose your job for dating for who you date? I mean, I know that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say because, you know, lesbian and gay men lose their job all the time for who they date. But if you're dating a trans woman, how would that work? Would they? What would be their cause for firing you? I guess it's a good question. I, I it's a it not all fear is rational, but I I think what they might be thinking about is the workplace getting so uncomfortable if the uh, guys if the bros yes, found out yes, yes, that yes, they would yes, have to leave yes. their job i could i could see uh, like their and, even, yeah, and in that way yeah. people get fired for all sorts of other reasons but it's not the real reason correct no. yeah. oh, and, no, and not necessarily even fired here. they yeah. might just have to shoot they might believe yeah. they would have to leave their job because yeah. they couldn't stand the pressure of the, yeah. peer, the yeah. peer but pressure. i could definitely see tim being fired because he's not a quote-unquote team player or whatever exactly. you want to say you know you're not part of the the bro crew or right. whatever. So. Or even maybe not, I don't think this would happen today, but I could see it happening 10 years ago, not even getting a job because they go onto your social media and see that you are oh, yeah, yeah, dating yeah. gay or dating Damn trans or whatever. Media. Yeah. But what Remy was saying <laughs> is really interesting. It's, it, you know, a lot of the fears are about what other people, what think. other people are thinking and losing, losing connections with people because of what those people, the, it's not even losing, it's fearing losing the connection based on what those people might be thinking. Might be thinking. Might, might be thinking about your, and it's funny that we say the word might because, so for the, for the audience, I have this, this, um, this is to show you that Perry doesn't have it all together all the time. So this, this um, bottle that I have, this water bottle, it says fine on it. And this morning, uh, as we I were getting- I that word. As we were getting, this is interesting too. This, I had an interesting interpretation in the interaction with this bottle. So this, my had I had my water bottle over there, and um, you don't know why I had the, drew the conclusion that I drew, but I'm going to explain it right now. So the the bottle the water bottle was sitting over there, and I asked I was over here, and I asked Remy to get the bottle, and Remy went fine, <laughs> and I thought she meant fine. You don't want to drink out of the cups that I got us last week. 
That's what I thought you meant. And then I, I said something in response to that. I can't remember what I said. It was innocuous. But then you said, I was just reading what's on the bottle. Yeah. And I, right? And I didn't with even. With an attitude, guess. of course. Yeah, well, but yeah, like, but you know, because it's that word. It's like, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I do everything with an attitude. So whatever. But it's funny, right? Yeah. This is how we are all the time. And, and I could see how a transamorous man could interpret an innocuous comment, even if they're not out. If someone says something about, um, if someone brought up the article that we're going to talk about in a few minutes in their workplace about right. transgender and they're not out as a transamorous man, I could see how they might take that comment and interpret it in right. some way. Right, because they could, they could potentially, I mean, you know, they could potentially have negative opinions yeah. and they're going to talk about it. So you see what kind of thought process they already have. Therefore, you, you know, it scares you into saying anything because Ooh. you don't want to be ridiculed. You don't want to be part of that, 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 uh, hazing or, you know, harassing. That's a good point. You know? Remy. Yeah. So, so having a transamorous man interacting incognito, interacting with his bros in what, what is in a circumstance where his transamory isn't out would be privy to all the all the bullshit perspectives that yeah. straight men have about those kind of guys calling them fags or whatever, yeah. teasing them about sucking dicks or whatever. Well, well, when you were in Oklahoma, you talked about yeah. these people that were sitting behind you or across from you and the oh, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. they started. Yeah. The exact same situation, you know what I mean? If you're that one that's sitting there, like, oh god, here we go again. Yes, you know? yeah. And so you could, you could, I could. And they're talking shit over here, but you got a hard on for Shannon. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you supposed to do in that moment? Exactly. And so I could see. You're right. I you could see how way. a guy would, a guy would conclude these guys are not going to accept me, even though he might be totally wrong. Absolutely. These guys might are not going to accept me because I know how they. They treat There's other. group mentality too. You know, people will show off for friends. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. If all the guys are talking shit, then you're going to join in and talk shit too, even if you believe the opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that what is goes that into thing when the male birds put their feathers up. And you know what I'm talking <laughs> the about? Mating ritual. Yeah, yeah when they get all the big peacock. And yeah. yeah peacock. Look at me, I'm pretty. They're peacocking. <laughs> yes, they're yeah. peacocking. Men, oh my God, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> all the men out there who, who ever peacocks, stop it. Just. Ugh. But you're, you're hitting on some really good points, Remy. I mean, that you're right. People are going to. Go usually they go along with the with the group mentality in the moment of the mentality occurring, and you could very well have someone in that group that belongs to the population that that group is dissing at that. And moment. you're most likely going to. It's like you know growing up a, a gay person and being around the boys, and they're all t you know they're calling each other fag and talking about all this that and the other. You get privy to what kind what kind of situation it's going to be, so it might prolong your outing. Because you're worried about what they might say. Yeah, you know no, I, I dated mean? I dated a man for two years, and he was older than me. He's affluent, and we dated for quite some times before he really got the courage to take me to the country club. Oh, you know, with the good old boys, because yeah. though you know it's predominantly older, affluent men who are relatively conservative for the most part. And once I got, you know, once I got in, it was they were all like they were. No one said anything bad ever. It was just, I mean, maybe once or twice, like. But nothing, nothing really that mean. Just maybe curious questions. So mm -hmm. it was really surprising. I'm sure he was surprised and relieved. I think so. you know also the the whole confidence concept and things that we were talking about before. When you know you and you're comfortable with you, it makes other people comfortable totally. with you. That's true. You know what That's I mean? When you've got true. when you have a, a a and these are just words a weak 
trans person who's maybe earlier or, or feels that they are not uh, passable mm-hmm. or, or whatever yeah, these, lo- these feelings, mm-hmm. the self-confidence, yeah. you know what I mean? You become a target, an easy target, mm-hmm. because you're carrying that energy, mm-hmm. you're putting out there that mm-hmm. all these things might happen to you. Here we go We're again. We're sitting over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'll say, girl. <laughs> well, no, it, it's completely true. And I've even fallen... Before I really was more self-aware as I am now, even I, when I would see someone who is, who I interpreted to be weak, and then that's no, that's no real interpretation of reality, but from my point of view, I would do one of two things. I would coddle them to death, or I would attack them like a wolf attacking the, the weak member of the the flock or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Man so, up, bitch! It's <laughs> <laughs> all this and, bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, and so many times I got burned because my interpretation was completely wrong. They're like, no, this is just my personality. Mm. Why don't you step the F back, you mm. know? And so I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I think, in, you know, letting people be who they are, too, is... Because not everybody's like me, you know? No? I realized that just very recently. Not everybody's like well, me. Well, and, 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 and I know that nobody's like me. <laughs> You know, and I mean, it's true. No it one's is. like no, me. That's right. Yeah. You know, there is no other Remy that's me in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's it's interesting too because not only is no one like our individuals, hardly anyone gives a shit about what you're doing, thinking, or being. That's in, true. In reality, no one's mm-hmm. out there paying attention to. Like sometimes I ride my bike down the street, and or I'll be doing something like walking, and I'll notice something about my visual appearance and I'll look around as if people are paying attention. People aren't paying attention to me like that, you know? Well, after that one conversation we had where we talked about like sitting, you were talking about you went to Fa Mm -hmm. and there was a trans woman Mm -hmm. and being in the restaurant and the Mm -hmm. whole insecurity and watching Mm -hmm. and being aware of other people's awareness. It brought a huge awareness to my awareness of being aware. (laughs) Of other people and Wait, caring, me, right? So that was like awareness to awareness. You got it. Is you got aware. it. <laughs> okay, let's continue. You know, um, it's like I've changed myself and been more conscious of how, if I'm looking around, why am I looking around? Yes. And and is it because I'm worried? Is it because I'm afraid? Is it because oh I'm just looking? Right? We're talking about the. So I used to have those moments. Like when I was first transitioning, I was hyper aware of everything. Mm-hmm. What people were saying, how they looked at me, did they stop and pause? Did their looks linger longer than I was comfortable with? And I got really, really good at listening behind me. Mm-hmm. Because when you walk by someone, no one, well, not no one, some people do, talk shit right to your face or when they're walking towards you, but they always wait two or three steps back. Mm-hmm. And so I assessed, you know, my past how I looked that day, how I was presenting to the community by listening to behind me, two steps at it. In fact, I wouldn't hear anything people said, but I was listening so intently on what they'd say behind me, and it was really exhausting. Mm-hmm. And now I barely notice people. Mm-hmm. Unless they shout at me, I don't, and they have to kind of shout. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, what did he say? Like, what did that guy say last week? Uh, he said, "God damn." He said, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah, yeah. So unless <laughs> something was, like that happens, yeah. I don't even notice. People tell me all the time that guy just tripped looking at you. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so now I'm so relaxed and comfortable with who I am that I don't do that anymore. But it's exhausting to have to live that way. And it's funny because the. The same thing could be said for transamorous men and their experience. Absolutely, and, and absolutely. Except, except even more incognito because you know I I said this. Well, there's no way to physically tell. 
there are no tells of a transamorous man. Yeah. Oh, right? oh, oh, I thought yeah. you meant his insecurity. But yeah, you can tell. But I mean, like, you know, if someone's going to walk past you and say something two feet behind you, it's going to be tranny, fag, whatever, right? A lot of times. But if you're seeing a transamorous man, you don't know that he's a transamorous man. They don't have all, like, you know, this giant wart on their mm-hmm. nose that defines <laughs> them as a trans. You, do you know what thing. I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. It's mostly going on. What's going on is in the mind of the transamorous man more than anything else. Absolutely. Until they're, they come out. And then they have to deal with whatever they have to deal with. But it's interesting <clears throat> that Shannon was saying this, this thing about um, paying attention to what's happening behind her. Because we what we talk about here is not paying attention to what's going on in our physical reality, but instead paying attention to what we're thinking inside because that's determining what's happening out in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's almost two steps back from that when you're thinking about what people are saying behind you, right? It's so interesting. And so when you're the transamorous man, it's so, it's so interesting. I did that for a long time. Right. I I I mean, again, I came, I came out gay at 13 and I was a very, you know, a feminine boy. Mm-hmm. And so I grew very accustomed living in Oakland, California, to listening behind me and, and watching what might happen in front of me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I got very used to that. And I find that, especially after we had that one conversation where it brought a lot of it to my attention, <clears throat> my attentions have changed and I feel different. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. Exactly. I don't and, care. and that's where we want. Niggas still pulling over in traffic. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And that's what we want the transamorous men to do is to not give a shit and come on out and be themselves. And the, one of the challenges, so since we're talking about the challenges, one of the challenges that I know of that was pointed out to me by a straight man about being transamorous is that, that if you compare it to like being gay. So when you come out as being gay, you immediately have other gay men mm-hmm. that can be your support group. You know where you can go right. to date, to find dates, to find support and whatnot. Right, you go down to the Fruit Loop and yeah, go to the gay w- clubs. Whatever, and yeah, yeah. But, and, that's and what it's it, called. As a, <laughs> and as a transamorous man, though, you're, you're not dating other transamorous men. No. You're trying to date a trans woman. And in some cases, you know, the transamorous or trans woman, it has no interest in you because you're transamorous. You're seen in some cases as a tranny chaser um, or some sort of a pervert or someone who's going to objectify me. This is a trans person talking. Someone who's going to objectify me or treat me as a fetish or something like that. And so the trans. So I'm speaking from the transamorous man's point of view. So the transamorous man here is trying to date these people or be a, is trying to express their attraction to these people who often see them as less than desirable for some legitimate well, reason well, yeah and it's based on lot, their experiences yeah. that has a lot more to do with their self-worth and their self-talk speaking from the transgender woman side of it than i ever has to do with anybody else because if you think <clears throat> that someone wants to date you because they're a tranny chaser because they're going to you know fetishize you that's the story you're telling yourself that like Yes, maybe other people have had that story that you've listened to, but there are a ton of other people that don't have that story. You're just choosing which story to listen to and which story to tell yourself. Well, so okay, it's so repeating it's repeating the story of of what was. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So if a if a if a guy is Okay, so let's say a guy heard this program and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to own my transamory goddamn it. I'm tired of being in the closet." Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes out, he comes out to himself and then starts to go out. And, and tries to find a person. And maybe he goes about it wrong. Maybe he goes, or not wrong, but he goes through it in a, in a less than effective way. Say he goes onto Craigslist. And he, That's a, you know, you go where what you know. You go with what you know, right. And so you have this first encounter, 
and the first encounter, I'm just making this up, but it has happened before. Your first encounter doesn't go well because you are you are overtly expressing your attraction to this this woman, this trans woman, and this trans woman, because of your story as a trans amorous man about trans women, and because of her story and that she's concluded based on her experiences dealing with men, she is now ex expressing a I don't want to talk with you, motherfucker, because you you're just like every other man I've experienced. And you're going to treat me like it's... shit. And, and the, and the, and so the trans amorous man on his first attempt doesn't get very much support. He gets it. He gets mm. the opposite of what he was expecting. He's, he's thinking now I'm speaking to some degree from my own, from my own past, long past experience. He's thinking, oh, I'm so glad I'm finally about to take this step. It's been so long and now I'm, I'm a little nervous. So I'm going to go to this club and now I'm in this club. I'm I'm so nervous, but I'm I'm now gonna make this approach. I'm gonna try to talk to this woman who's next to me, this trans woman. I'm speaking from the mind of the, the man, okay? I'm I'm gonna try and make this I'm gonna try and make this this attempt. So I reach out and I say, Hey, can I buy you a drink? And the woman doesn't give me a time of day. She turns she looks at me and then she turns around and or maybe even she says, Go away, I don't wanna talk to you, which is what happened to me in San Francisco. What? Yeah. Why? So I don't know why. But my, my point Caddy bitches. Yeah. My no, point I think that's all it is. My, I mean, oh. Well, my point is is that so so this trans amorous man is is trying to own in the physical world now who he is. He reaches out to try to talk to someone and he gets the reaction that he gets based on his own stories, of course, but also because of the stories that the trans woman has had dealing right. with men. Now Let's look at a gay man as as a contrast. Well, it's, it's being made to suffer now for someone else's actions one before. Yeah. I just have one question to ask. If that trans woman who was rude to you and said, I don't want to talk to you, what the hell was she doing in this club? It's a good question. Why, if you don't go there to meet somebody and you're there alone and, you know, I, why, why are you there? Well, it could be, it could have been What's that I just wasn't. Sorrows? It, that could be, Maybe. it could be that I wasn't her type. I mean, we... I don't want to make this about me. I'm I'm talking about a, a hypothetical trans amorous oh, yeah. man. No, We're I talking, hear you. Oops, sorry. But, okay. Yeah, and, I mean, I've seen that very same thing play out before in the past. Yeah. Okay. And but I always, I always kind of knew a little bit of the backstory, so I knew why they were being such bitches. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either they, you know, were only there to score clients. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. They were only there to, you know. <laughs> Because they just got hurt, and so now they're angry, and they want to take it out on somebody else, and so I don't know. I don't. It definitely Best way to get it. over a man is get under a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah. So when you contrast, my point, my only point is when you contrast that with the experience of a gay man. So a gay man goes into this bar, a gay bar. There are all these men here, and maybe he presumably all gay as well. Oh, yes, presumably all gay as well. Good point. So he tries. So there's a guy sitting next to him. He's just now this guy. This guy's just now out as gay. So he's just as nervous as a trans amorous man now. But he's surrounded by gay men, and so he's not. It's, he's not a, a cis man surround partially surrounded by trans women. He's now a gay man surrounded by gay men. And so when he reaches out and says, "Hey, how was the football game?" or whatever it is that gay men talk about, the gay man is probably. <laughs> She gave you a look like they don't talk about that shit. Well, some do. I know, but I tell you, not the average. Exactly. Gonna talk about yes, how's that game? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you see my new shoes. <laughs> anyway, so when he when, so when he when he reaches out to speak to someone at the bar, more than likely, he's going to receive positive reinforcement for his attempt. 
Yeah. Right? You make a really good point. You make a really good point. And I never thought about that. How difficult it must be to come out as a trans amorous man. That's what I that's all you know? I'm saying. And and the, I understand the difficulty and see it. You know what I mean? It's <clears throat> it's it is. It's their own closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 getting to a place of comfort and and within the self, you know, comfort within who you are, you know, and believing who you are and believing that you know what I mean? Actually living that authentic life, living your authentic self. And I think sometimes it can be a very scary thing. It can be very scary. Especially when you have nowhere to turn for yes. assistance. And for Which support. is why the Trans Amorous Network is here. Thank you, right? Remy. I mean, this show, <laughs> this specific episode is so good for the men that are watching because I think it would be really helpful if trans women, women would do a couple of things. One, recognize that trans that there are trans amorous men out there that are oh, trying. Yeah. Secondly, be gentle with the men. And then thirdly, stop unless they like it rough. <laughs> exactly. And then thirdly, stop trying so hard to focus on all the negative things that are happening to them, right. to trans women, and consider the possibility that it's just it, I know people are going to react when I say this, but it's just as hard. It's only different for a trans amorous man to come out as much as Absolutely. it is for a trans woman. Absolutely. For God's it's sake. just you as hard. On. Get off I your believe shit. It. Absolutely. Is to, it to okay, own, I, to I, own I and say that? out that second. Because now I'm I'm a big fan of everybody has their 100%. Like this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of self-work on appreciating <clears throat> that that is... They're 100%. And mm -hmm. you're, it's just as bad and just as difficult and just as painful as my 100%, as your 100%, yeah. and as yours. But when you say, ah, there's so much more with transition, physical so, transition, mm -hmm. that a trans amorous man doesn't have to go through. We all have to go through the self-acceptance and this coming out to self, which mm -hmm. is probably one of the most difficult mm -hmm. things. And, and then I think we have that's... to come out of the closet. But that's kind of where it ends for a transamorous man, right? Well, no, because the transamorous man not only has to have that internal um, self-acceptance that you're talking about, in some ways, for them to be out... Ha, look at it this way. So I'm, I'm going to make some shit up. I'm a prestigious... I'm not prestigious. I'm a, I'm a first-term law student who just got my job at a law the law school, the, the law firm that I always wanted, and I'm transamorous. So we have this, we have this, um, this party at at work and everyone is bringing their spouses and I happen to be <clears throat> and I want let's say the weekend before I meet a trans woman who I'm head over heels with but I'm in the secret because I'm fucking not out about it and I and I get to this this um I get to this party and I'm really thinking I want to bring my date I want to bring the person who I'm head over heels for but I can't bring my the person who I'm head over heels for because number one I just got this job and I don't want to put it at risk by coming out with some trans person on my shoulder on my arm and number two I, that feels now I'm a more enlightened trans amorous not me personally but in this hypothetical situation I'm a more enlightened trans amorous person male and so I I want I know that my partner would feel better if I was willing to bring her to this this party. She wants to meet these people just as she wants to be out in this prestigious law firm as much as I do. Well, she wants to be taken out in public and know yes. that you yes. aren't afraid of that. And at least yes. I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. Oh, there's no question. And so you know, I want you to be a strong man and be able to step outside with me and not care, not worry, not you know what I mean? Be like but what we're talking about at what this do they moment, think, you know? yeah, we're that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're responding to your comment, and so for a trans woman to be out 
and and have to deal with the appearance and it's about appearances. It's the same thing. A trans amorous man has to deal with the appearance of being out with a trans person. And in that re- in that respect, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I really do. Like the actual physical coming out, like the actual like for instance, when a trans amorous man is in a group of dudes, he doesn't necessarily wear a button on his shirt that says, <laughs> right. I'm trans amorous. He can choose not to disclose that. Correct. But when he's with his partner, it's he like may or having may not. a button yeah. on his shoulder. He yeah. is out. He does. In in the But I guess my point is a very big, it's a tall, very different button. thing Thank you. than to have a button than to be the button. Because you never get to stop being the button. I, but I you agree. You take the button off and on. I agree. So yeah. But do you stop becoming a trans man? No, absolutely man? not. That's exactly right. And no, and and, just, and the moment the moment that you do come out with your part with your trans woman partner, um, and your friends or your family or your colleagues or whoever sees you when you're the next time you're out without that person, they're not. They're still thinking about you being out with her that last time. It's not like that. It's not like their memory has been erased that they don't remember seeing who you were with True. when they saw you. And let's say, let's say, I'm kind of going off. Yep. Let's, I like this. Let, let us know. Let it out. Let it out, Cletus. Come on. Let's Shemo. say, let's say, let's say you you don't intentionally go to an organized event where your friends are. Let's say you're out, just out loving your partner out in public, and you just run into one of your friends from work. Mm-hmm. Then what kind of shit do you have to deal with when you go to work the yeah. next day? There's no half-assing. No, there's so, no half-assing yeah. you for can anybody. Hide, you can like you can do that like tiptoe out thing, but eventually you're going to be seen, and then it's over. And then then you're all the way out of the closet. You can't right. be like hopping in and out. Exactly. Which is a which is something that a lot of people do or try to do mm-hmm. while they transition to fully being out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, personally, when I I was you know doing the weekend and away from work thing, but then when I went to work, I had to present in a different way because it was the U.S. military. So, you know, it, you know, I get it. You know. Yeah. But then once everybody saw once one of my coworkers saw me out having a good time, then it went back to work and it spread like wildfire. And then I was sitting, you know. Standing tall in front of the man and having to explain this and like why they shouldn't kick me out and blah 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 blah. So, it's the same. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's so so this so I'm speaking on behalf of the male list, the male audience who watches our show and listens to our podcast. I mean, we we here in the studio are on their side. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then for the trans women who are watching this show, I think we're trying to accomplish a couple of things. One is we're trying to get them on the side of the transamorous man to recognize that the, not all men are bad. Yeah. And, and these men that we're specifically talking about are on your side. Stop treating them like they're not on your side. And then the other, the other thing that we're, we're doing for the, the, the trans women in our audience is showing them that they don't have to focus on the negative aspects of being trans Mm-hmm. And and when you don't focus on those things, when you focus on the opposite of that, your life just becomes so much better. Do you still find yourself, especially, and I, I want to ask specifically about Portland, because Portland is an amazing city. It's probably the most progressive liberal city I've ever been in. Everybody's going to be like, oh, you've been to San Francisco. Yes, it's a big city, and it's a lot... It, Portland is just queer everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 very different than mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yeah, I think it's a lot more accepting. Just absolutely as really? everybody. Oh no wow. question. Mm. Yeah, you can go anywhere dressed any way, and people really aren't going to raise an eyebrow. Right. You probably get a lot more compliments if you're dressed outrageously or mm. what someone would consider outrageous than you would, a, a, you know, a dig or an insult. Mm. So my question, Perry, is: Do you still find in Portland this really super accepting liberal city? 
women still acting this way, trans women still acting this way. Responding to trans amorous men? Yeah. The way you're talking, or the way that I was talking about earlier? Yeah. Or are uh, they more comfortable Honestly, with I haven't, themselves? I haven't, I haven't. Yes. What's that? Yes. I haven't gone out dating, seeking dates for, with trans women because I'm married. And so, oh. so it's just not, I don't have that experience right now. Okay. Um, when we met, you had the experience? Well, yes, we. D- so yeah. it happens. There are people here. Yeah. I want to hear this story. Well, when we met, we talked, we about, talked this about this. Before. Yeah, when we met, though, it was. I mean, I complimented you on your lips because you have beautiful lips, and we Thank had you. this really you nice conversation. She does. Thank you. Um, but we. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't doing it in the context of trying to get with you. I was just complimenting you as a way of opening a conversation. Right. And, but still, I interpret what I interpreted and. <clears throat> was responding to you as I would have responded to all the other men that had been treating me not very well when we went to tea. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's true. There, you're right, and and because that's the space that I was in. You're right, and and it's funny that we. How did you react? I, I <clears throat> Perry again. Perry's the one who showed me that not all men are scum, but I was beginning to treat him as though he was trying to you know be something that he wasn't and was maybe uh, being more invasive than i than i thought he would have been you know what i mean yeah so yeah, yeah that's true and it, it, we were at the velvet rope this club and now that i think about it we did i did experience what i'm talking about from several of the trans women there that i even just tried to say hello to um so yeah i think there is and this is interesting because now I have to. I have to consider. So this goes back into that admirers yes, conversation. Yes, yes, yes. It's like what what is going on with with my vibe with my story that still has me having those experiences because that's their story still, <sighs> and maybe you're the one to yes. continue showing people that not all men are bad. Yeah. Or as again, it shows you that. Yeah. N- where your story is yes and how far you've come from that that's correct yeah that's what i think too and and the other thing is that i was that that the velvet rope the reason why i was at the velvet rope wasn't because that's where i hang out i was going because i was interested in seeing what it was like there Mm -hmm. and where i normally meet trans people is just in my everyday life and in those circumstances this is interesting conversation in those circumstances I have not, except for that time with that recently where I, tr- I tried to talk to that trans woman to come onto the show mm. after she had been accosted by that guy. Except, which was not at the club. Which is not at the club. Except in that instance, every other instance where I've approached a trans woman on the street, it's been extremely positive. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, The universe is going to occasionally remind you. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know, remind you of the, the bad things that are out there so mm-hmm. you continue focusing on the good things. At least that's kind of how I would see it. It is. It's it's kind of like how you, we had talked about yesterday, Remy. It's like the 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 experiences that we have that are that could be interpreted as negative are the context in which we are able to appreciate the wonderful things that happen in our lives. And so it's just really really interesting. This has been a the show is like we're 35 minutes into the show and we haven't gotten to the second part of our agenda. <laughs> well, let's move you know? into that. What's that? Well, let's move okay, into, let's that, move part into that. that. She's yeah, yeah. ready. She's ready. So, um, so American Apparel, American Apparel. Yes, that? they came out with this bag, and this this bag. Um, it, it's a so you so they have bags that they make yeah, like totes, totes, and they have uh, usually like the name of every city where they have. 
Uh, oh, is that what a it store. is? So it's like, you know, San Francisco, Portland, Bangkok, uh, Tokyo, whatever it says, right? So then they came out with this pride <laughs> gay pride bag mm-hmm. which has all these different terms uh, that people identify with in the LGBTA and there's the problem QA QA, QA uh, whatever the fuck it is community <laughs> well there there specifically was LGBTQA okay right and the A is the problem because the the community is saying that's supposed to represent asexual mm-hmm. I'm asexual and you're leaving me out and uh, American Apparel said it stands for ally for the other part of the pride, the people who are part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it says on the bag. That's not their, you know, they didn't come out with a statement, I don't believe, that said, no, that's what it stands for. So just to be clear. Yeah, and we've and, and Shannon is an expert on all these, this alphabet soup, so we're <laughs> glad to have her in the studio. But it's it's interesting that human beings, we're so interesting. Well, we've talked before in the very beginning how labels are such a big thing in oh society and how much we dislike them yes. here. Well, I totally do. Well, I, you yes. know, I, I I don't like all of the labels. I don't either. But our society needs them to understand what you're Why? talking about. Because it's where they are. Don't be mad, Cletus. It is what it is. <laughs> just, they just can't a, all be as far as us and you. and a practical standpoint, it's important for somebody to <clears throat> identify in a certain way. For instance, I'm transgender. I'm pansexual. Those two words say a lot about who my potential partner could be, you know, what I'm looking for sexually. So instead of going, well, let's go through the nuts and bolts of how you want your experiences to be. Do you want to have sex with someone that has a penis or a vagina or both or neither? And how would you like to have that? That's such an exhausting conversation to have instead of saying, oh, I'm pansexual. Boom. A million questions just got answered. So labels, in a way, are, to me, very efficient. Yes, are they perfect? No, not a single one of yeah. them is perfect, yeah, but it yeah. saves me a lot of time. It saves us all a lot of time. Yeah, I get that. For Yeah, uh, I mean, personally, it's hard for me to have find a label that actually fits because it's so fluid. I guess fluid yeah. would be my yeah. label. That's why queer so is such a... So many labels. Oh, my God. Everyone wants their own term. Uh, that's yeah. why queer is so po- popular right now because it, it doesn't put you in a box, yeah. you know, per se. It, it takes you out of the binaries. Yeah. But the binaries are kind of these tiny little ends of the slope, and then everybody else is in this gray area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why queer is so popular. They're like, you know, today I'm this. I'm queer. I'm just queer. Just stop. Just let me be. Whatever I want to be today, that's what I am. Right? That's what I prefer. And it's yeah. interesting. What I find interesting about this flap <clears throat> with this bag is that this company has spent how many thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to produce this bag to honor this community and all this community can focus on is the, is not only that they not only that they not just that they not they didn't get the the acronym wrong the a is in the acronym sometimes mm-hmm. they just chose Absolutely. to interpret it in a different way and from what i understand you said before we started the show ally is an appropriate interpretation sometimes and it all depends it's either and it stands for both so we don't need two a's so please don't go adding another a it stands for both either ally or asexual they're both represented by the same letters whatever one you want to pick you can pick you can pick them both if you want just like the the q can stand for queer or questioning they're they're both represented by the same bisexual or binary and and just if i (laughs) Your face. <laughs> oh my what? god! It's true. It's ridiculous. <laughs> get, get people. I know so, people. So just, I just want to. 
I see this so often, and I especially see it amplified in the transgender community when people come out and say, hey, I'm an ally. I want to support you. Here's my best effort. So many people turn their nose up and know you didn't do it right. Yeah. F you. It's like, whoa, come on. Like, you need support. We all need support. So just go, oh, my God, thank you. Would you also consider improving it in this way? Exactly. You know, it. it they're so angry. Well, and it's, look at this bag. This bag has... It's it's like almost every square inch of real estate is filled up with writing. And so you couldn't I, I guess you could get asexual right next to ally and have it sit in there. But I could see an asexual person who identifies with the A and LGBTQ. I think they chose that acronym because they're a store that sells to everybody and people who are not LBGT or Q that are allies, friends, family. My cousin's gay. I love it. Support it. So So they'll um, wear the bag as an ally in support of. So it's a more inclusive bag in that regard. Exactly. That's how... That's a good point. I think that's probably why a company like American Apparel chose the ally interpretation because it'll sell more. I I think you're right. Yes, for those... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Should be happy that they did a bag with rainbows and acknowledged the community at all. Yes. So there. So there. So there. <laughs> and that's that. That's that. Now. Okay. Well, that was good. We covered that yeah. one real quick. So now we got time. We've got time actually. Let's All do. Right. So two episodes or an episode? I don't know. Ago? It doesn't Previously. matter. Previously. Previously. Remy, you're so good. Remy said that Remy had shared with the audience that um, she does readings. Yes. And but so I'm a psychic. Shannon was excited about oh my God, I'm being so the stoked. subject of a reading. Yes. And so that's what we're going to do next. All right. And before we begin, because I don't want to interrupt it, I, my parking is up at 41. I have, so 19 minutes. So do we need to break and then come back? Or should we, we could just do begin? that. It's up to you. What do you want to do? Let's. Let's, Let's break, break and come back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, this is good. This is the first time we got to do this. So, when we come back next, how how do they do it on TV? When we after come a back, few words from our sponsor, <laughs> see you in two and two. Exactly. We'll be right back. And synchronizer. Hey, we're back. This is Perry from the Trans Amorous Network podcast. This is Remy Omatar. And this is Shannon Scott. Hello, hello. And now we're going to do the second half of the show. Um, as promised, we're going to do an on-camera. Yes, and oh my God. So this is my first on-air <laughs> yes. We won't reading. even let him finish. I've we're so excited. <laughs> I've done quite a bit of readings, and this would be my first recorded on-air type of situation. Okay, so bef- let's do some ground rules real quick. Just a couple of them. One, remember that we're not only on video, but we're... The show is just going to be audio. I know. Okay, so okay, so maybe I don't need to give the ground rules. Thanks. But go ahead, give me your okay. ground rules. So when you when you throw out a card, how are you going to do that? D- give some description of what you're throwing out, so the people. It, it'll, are... it happens. Okay. Okay. Good. And uh, let's see. Is, is there anything that's else? A little. I was going to say a something lot going on right there. <laughs> oh, that's good. The camera's rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And then the other the other thing is obviously they can't see what you're putting on the table, so you're gonna do some sort of flash up there. So I will I will see. try to flash the cards at Thank the you. at the thing. Um, again, this is a way I haven't done it, exactly. so I will do my best okay. to remember all that. But right. when when the spirit starts speaking, it just kind of does what it does. Okay, and I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Yes. starting so, right now. All right, I've asked <clears throat> Perry to pull his energies, his own private energy bubble, in really really tight and kind of solidify that and keep it to himself as to not uh, interfere with us. 
and I'm going to build a little ener energetic wall just to keep our energy separate so I can really focus on you. Okay. Okay. And what, so I'm going to tell you how I work. I want you to just, I don't want to know anything. I just want you to have the questions that you have in your mind, even if that's just, let's see what the universe has to say. Okay. Keep that, keep that in your mind. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to kind of meditate for a moment, pull in the energy, um, do a little prayer. And then I fan the cards out and you pick the cards. Okay. And I read the cards that are picked. My hands are a little sweaty. I think I'm That's fine. so excited. I just have a question. Can I watch? Absolutely. Okay. You can be here. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm not okay. saying can not I be watch? here. Okay. Just keep your energies okay. private so that okay. way I don't confuse okay. right the two okay. of you. Yes. <clears throat> and for the record, I'm very excited about this. And just so that everybody's like, as I know, you're going to be reading your my reaction and you have all these ideas about how you feel about this. I have no predisposition one way or the other. I'm, I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't hate it. I don't, I just, I'm completely oh, I neutral. Yeah. Okay. So. And, and Shannon and I have not spent mind. a lot of time outside of here. So what I know about Shannon is what's happened on the show. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot about Shannon that I really don't know. So we'll see what, we will see what happens. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> All right. Okay, so I usually get like at that point when I'm holding the hands and pulling the energy, I usually get a uh, like a quick imprint, just a quick impression, and it usually tends to give me a um, concept of where you are. Okay. In your world, and I saw you standing at a podium, like yes, and like confetti falling, and like <laughs> like like you won the elector, like you won the race or something. So that's the image I saw. Whatever that oh means God. to you. All right. So, I hope you can hear me. This I can't have this in front of me, but I'll do my best. Please select nine cards. Four. I am using an oracle deck. It is the Wisdom of Avalon. Six. It's my personal favorite. I do read tarot, uh, but this one speaks a lot to me, so... It's my favorite. Okay, these ones. All right. I think I got the number right. Eight. I need one more. Hmm. All right. Sometime a card speaks to me, and so I pull it. And it's like the card after all the other cards. Okay. So this is going to come out as a story to me that's writ that's cut up in pieces. Okay. So I will be uh, rearranging the pieces.
So right now, for all of you that are listening, Remy is looking at the cars and she's grouping them and moving them around. Thank you. So she's basically writing the story. I'm piecing it together. Piecing it together? I guess I wrote the story. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so what comes first and stands out first is the novice, okay, which speaks to me. So it represents innocence, beginnings, ignorance, new skill without practice, unstable curiosity. That's not I. what I feel is that you're starting a new venture. There's something brand new that you're getting ready to get into. And and it's new. It's something different that you haven't done yet. Absolutely. OK. Like, should I be giving you feedback as, as you read? If or you no? want to. Okay, it's up to I, you. I want to just for the guests. Yeah. yeah well, the you could always sum it at, at the end. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. So I'll let's let's that. get what we get, and then you okay. can tell me how it fits or doesn't fit, and what you what makes sense. Okay. Um. So it's a new beginning. <clears throat> the goblin, which represents a wounded human ego, comes in a little bit, and what he's saying to me is that there's actually fear of of what. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of this new venture. This new this new project uh not succeeding and, and and that's just a really small back in the head story but it's there and that's one of those ones of course we have to work on um but it's 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 gonna bring you a change it's gonna bring wonderful things into your life you know uh it's transformation so it's 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 a new opportunity and and you need to trust in your own intuition and your own psychic gifts because that's what's gonna lead you to where you want to get Okay, when you second so, guess your, so your when you second guess those first emotions and those first thoughts, right? That's when you're not trusting spirit. That's when you're not trusting yourself. Okay. So you have to acknowledge that you have your own psychic gifts and that we all have intuition. It's all part of all of us. It's just a matter of how how much you work that muscle and and how strong it gets, right? Okay. We all pick up on different vibrations. Um but like so this again, it's birth, rebirth came in. Oh, sorry. That last card was the swan. Um, birth, rebirth, which is a road sign. Okay. So to me, again, it's, it's a change. It's time for something new, but birth and rebirth again is not, there is no death. There is no end. It's a continuation and keep going kind of new life. Okay. Um, that, and what you're, what you're doing or, or what the project does entail is, is, thoughts words and intellectual analysis okay so that's the wind fairy the wind wind is the element of um cannot be contained it's an all out there it's also the the element of knowledge it's it's where we as wiccans pray to the east for for knowledge and and intellectual things right water would be your emotional wind is going to be your uh intellectual and so but that's also she's also so okay so you're saying she is saying that your project relates to this, but you're also doing a lot of this. There's a lot of, uh, it's really good. It's really taking up a lot of your mental time. Like there's a lot you're thinking about a lot of stuff to get in order, a lot of stuff to make sure it's ready in time. Um, ready in time that, that keeps being repeated in my head. Um, and that, you know, so there's, this project relates into perception and communication and, and 
leads you to a place of wealth. And, and I get this to mean a lot of things, okay? These are also road signs, perception, communication, and wealth. So communication is part of what you're doing. Um, and perception is is part of the things that you're trying to change. I'm freaking goosebumps right now. For you guys, I'm freaking losing it. This is so cool. I cannot wait to tell you. <laughs> so, you know, perception, again, also talks about the birth and rebirth. So your perception on this new project and on, on the way things go is going to be the difference, right? And so keeping your perception um, open and, and looking from different angles as best as possible, right? Because we can, it's, it's, it's one thing to sit in the middle and think about things or be involved in something, and it's different to sit outside of it or pull yourself aside from it um, or detach yourself from it, even if it's your situation, and think about it as though it's someone else. And that helps the process. Okay, These, okay. okay. That's, that's good advice for any situation. And so then the Lady of the Lake, okay, which is absolute truth, courage, self-respect, and responsibility. I see you. This is you. She represents you. And she holds Excalibur, right, which is the sword of truth. So you're cutting through bullshit, and you're bringing truth to people. And... Uh, It's, it's, it's empowering. It's extremely empowering for you. But those who receive the message, it's also going to be very powerful for. Right? It's going to be a life. This is a life-changing thing that you're creating. And it's not just your life that's going to change through this project. Okay? Excuse me. Everyone who, who gets touched by this project is going to have some sort of alteration happen in their world. Okay? So this is the 10th card, <laughs> the high priestess. Um, she almost always shows up as me. And it's rare that she actually says me. And I feel like this is me. And somehow I'm going to help with this process. And this could be what I'm doing right now, okay? The high priestess is discernment, uh, Presence, prophecy, and vision, right? She's got all of the tools. She holds all the tools. She holds the smoke and the fire and the stone. And she has all the things that are needed to create the goals wanted. Or she can assist in those projects, okay? Um, and maybe it's not me, but I feel this is me. I mean, look at the card. She looks like me. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Can I spill now? Can uh, I, let me okay, just let me just make sure I don't have any other okay. cards. Hmm. The wasp is um, it's the wasp, and he kind of represents uh, anger, retaliation, and jealousy. What I get from that is uh, guarded is what I get. Like maybe you're so far, you're, you're not ready to release this information. So it's guarded or, or, um, guarded is what I keep hearing. It's not, it's not. I'm complete. trying to think of what that would be. for, And maybe it'll make sense later. Okay. Okay. So now can, absolutely. Okay. So I'm just going to go, let me move this mic. Cause I'm hearing some, like I'm far away. So I'm gonna move my mic a little bit and then I'm going to go into the cards. And I'm going to start and go in the same order and say the card again. So the novice was the first card, which was the new beginning, a new endeavor. And that is 
exactly right. I am starting a new business. It's called Shannon Scott Speaks, but already we're thinking of rebranding into something new. And so that was 100% right on. I'm brand new to this. I've worked 15 years in the federal government in electronics. And so now trying to build a business to help companies integrate equality, and I'm moving into a public speaker and an educator and a consultant, (laughs) there's like not a whole lot you know, it's 180 degrees. I went from working with electrons and blueprints and machines to working with people and human beings. And so for me, I'm brand new to this. The goblin, which represents a fear. Was it, was it fear? For you, I felt fear. Absolutely. And so my job right now is really, I'm really in a comfortable place financially. And the job is very comfortable itself. It's very low stress. At times there's stress just like everything else. But it's a very comfortable place. So this new endeavor is going to put me in a lot of risk financially it's going to put me in a lot of risk and that i'm not just going to be able to go to work some days and kick my feet up i'm gonna have to hustle every single day and that's going to make me more uncomfortable than i am now and so i am afraid of having to live a less lavish life to have less money to spend to have to work twice as hard to make half as much so again like spot on and then we went to the swan Mm-hmm. And run us by really quick. What was that, man? The swan represents transformation. So this, this, you're going from one complete end Absolutely. to another. Again, that 180. But it also reminds you to trust your gifts and that what you're doing is right. And just to speak on that for one moment, I in my life have never felt so much confidence and power and in, in doing something. And it's to the level where it's not even I believe it. I just know it. Mm. It's just, it is, it's already happened. The business has already taken off. It's already been super successful. I've already completed all of my goals. Now I just get to walk the path and experience that success. The next one was... Again, was birth and rebirth, change. A a positive change. Absolutely. And I've never been so happy doing something new. I'm not happy going to work anymore. Mm. It's, It's a great job. It's fine. But I don't love it. But when I go out and I speak to groups or individuals and I can share my story and how they, I can empower them, it's the most satisfying, gratifying feeling I've ever had. So did we go to Lady of the Lake? Um, I think the Wind Fairy was first. Wind Fairy. And remind me? She's thoughts, words, intellectual analysis, the And so that's that's exactly where I'm going. And now I have to break into people's minds and say, you have this stereotype or these set of thoughts regarding the LGBTQIA community and... Which goes into the perception of their perceptions, helping people change their perceptions. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. So, next card. Via communication. Which is all about what you your business is about absolutely it's 100 percent bringing wealth and again this card means more than just like it, it it's all the wealth it's financial wealth but it's it's the joy that we talk about right it's the wealth of love of friends of family of health yes, it's yes. it's it's the true wealth it's the deep wealth mm. does that make sense it makes absolutely and sense. it also is that superficial wealth mm-hmm. absolutely the money i've ex- the money i've i've already experienced so much of the spiritual side of the wealth and I'm living that every single day and it's amazing what's yet to come is the actual fit you know the money it's, it's gonna happen I have no doubt yes. and, and okay. maybe that yeah 
So the next card was the Lady of the Lake. And again, I see her as actually representing you. So she's coming up out of the water. Okay, so she's being birthed from spirit, from intuition, from dream. She's being born of magic or coming out of magic and again, holds the sword of truth. So you cut through the bullshit. And again, you're using that sword of truth to help change perceptions because you're cutting away old thoughts that people have, old ways of being, old ways of thinking, right? And, and this card speaks to me on so many other levels because, yes, that's what I'm doing with my new endeavors, but that's what I'm doing personally, too. For the first quarter of a century of my life, I was living a lie. I was walking around pretending to be somebody I wasn't, having to look for other people on cues on how to act because I couldn't go with my gut and I couldn't go with my instinct. I couldn't go with how I really felt. So now I'm cutting all of that. I feel like I'm shedding that and I can just be genuine all of the time Mm. now. And it's so empowering. Very cool. What was the next one? The high priestess discernment. And so that was you bringing this all to me. Whatever part I play, it's, it's something. And again, I, and, and I'm not just saying that to say it, but like I honestly feel because she does represent other things and other people sometimes um, because she can just represent that you have all the tools that you need. But I also feel that she's also representing that there's something I'm going to offer. And maybe that's this right now. Maybe it's something else later. I don't know. That. I had a couple of those aha moments during this whole thing. Mm. Like the, when you told me that I need to start looking at it from an outside perspective, I think that's where I'm really going to find my success with this because the business isn't for me. I'm here to serve. And so I need to look at the people I'm trying to serve and see what they need and how I can best serve them. So Absolutely. The one I am confused about a little bit is the wasp. And I love this because when I've confronted my fears in the past and had the courage to stand up and say, this is the truth, then that then that fear breaks down. I conquer a new goal. I, I'm held back less. I'm lighter. I'm quicker. I'm more successful. So I really want to know uh, maybe, what it is. Perhaps he's representing those old thoughts and, and just giving you that that these are the things you need to let go, like those are the last pieces, or don't allow them to come in, because you do have a fear of the new. You know what? I have a very big fear about the business transition because I've been, I mean, I have a really decent, I could have a comfortable lifestyle for the rest of my life if I were to just stick with the status quo. And I'm very afraid of, you know, Money matters. Like if I need giving up your health insurance matters. Those are all things that are big risks, and I'm probably afraid of those. So that's probably what the wasp is that plays into this story. Mm-hmm. Now, it's I have, final, to, I have to tell warning. you, when Remy told me at the beginning to hold a question in my mind, I was holding a question and holding a question. And the question was, how am I going to reach my greatest success? And then this story played out. Wow. And so literally, I'm like goosebumps <laughs> like crazy right now. It's so, so exciting that I asked that question that this story spilled out. Thank you. That was amazing. Were you close to your grandmother, a grandmother, a, a grandmotherly figure? I do have, I like my grandma. Who's passed? Oh, no. The one that I was close to was still alive, and the one that is passed is, I only knew her as an infant. So. I'm feeling the presence and energy of an older woman here. Yeah, that's my and, Aunt Nancy. Okay. It absolutely, she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, It absolutely uh-huh. is, yeah. Okay, so then she's here. That, 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 she's over your right shoulder. She's like, got your back. She's there. She's supporting you. She loves you. She's still around, okay? And then I feel like I see, I'm not sure if this is a spirit guide or an angel, but you've got a very tall, beautiful, glowing 
like white yellow being standing behind you with like all this oh flowing God. fabulousness and uh I feel just strength and power and like upliftment from this so energy. Exciting. So I would I don't I don't know if it's an angel or a spirit guide, but it's it's along those lines of, of the spiritual assistance that so has awesome. your back as well. This is so awesome. That's so exciting. This was so cool. It was it ended up wow. And you know, I'm I'm trying to like not be overly excited right now because I know some of our audience are probably pretty skeptical right now. I'm like, oh, well, that would have played out no matter which your, card. Is she your mother's sister? My father's sister. Father's sister. Yeah. But it. she told the story that's my, that is my life right now and answered the question that I was asking. That was amazing. Thank Very you. Very cool. Yes. Thank you. My pleasure. Hopefully it helps. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. This will be a this will be a reading I don't forget because I'll have it on recording. Exactly. <laughs> See, as a reader, when you get the information and you do the reading for the person, spirit comes in and relays the message or helps you to relay the message uh, to the individual receiving. It's for them. It's for you. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, typically, I would not remember this in 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 twenty minutes. I won't remember any of this. Yeah. <clears throat> but this, of course, will be different. Um, but yeah, it's for me. You know, I have people that uh, I've read for and they'll come back a year later. Like I did a psychic fair not too long ago and a gentleman came down specifically because his wife was there and she's like, Remy's here. And he like flew down and he's like, I came down here to see you. You read for me last year. And I was like, okay, <laughs> how'd it go? <laughs> and he wanted to let me know that everything that I had said had come true wow. and had given him the courage and strength to get through it. Wow. And so like those sorts so of validations awesome. are amazing. Um, yeah. No, being, knowing this, this validation that what I've been working on so in, intently for the last year and what I'm still working on right now is the right path because it, you, it was everything in the last year I've been doing. Very and it cool. answered my question amazing. Very cool. I'm glad. Yes. Try it out. <laughs> How are they going to try it out? I guess they can. Miss Remy Ilmatar at gmail.com. And you can email me. And uh, I do do phone readings. Fantastic. So okay. maybe I'll do a Skype reading. Yeah, Who knows? Skype You'll have to teach me how to Skype. Yeah, I'm not a techie person. But you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Why do I have to be? <laughs> That's a good point. Actually. All right. And see? I'll be in your life. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, let's wrap up this episode yeah. with our call to action. What was that? What was that wonderful? Phrase? So we're talking to the transamorous men out there, and to everyone else, step up and be proud. Yes, there was something that you were gonna. What was that phrase that we said last week? You can't. Damn it! You can't be a. You. If you, you want allow, if you want a strong a, woman wants yes, a strong man, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't be. Yeah, you can't find a strong woman if you're not a strong man. Yep. So, so, so be strong. Yeah. Yeah, Stand up. Strong. Step Come on up. out. This whole episode, actually. Shame on, Cletus! Let's do it. Mostly about you coming out. So, um, yeah. Step up. Own your, your transamory, and you'll find that your entire life will shift when you do that. In, a, in for the positives. Very positive. Be a guest on the Transamorous Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamorousnetwork.com. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network podcast. The Transamorous Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Listen to the Transamorous Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, 
or finding love in a relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamorous Network on the web at transamorousnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamorous Network, or on Tumblr at transamorousnetwork.tumblr.